Welcome to Ground Control, Checking In, a podcast where we talk with business and technical experts and executives about the nexus of software and space. I'm your host, Simon Halpern, Chief Operating Officer for Cubos, an early stage company that is bringing the software revolution to space. As software continues to eat away at every industry, from retail, financial services, to healthcare and infrastructure, the space industry is no exception. On this show, we get to know our guests, share perspectives, insights, and a vision of the future when software has eaten space. Subscribe at kubos.com. That's K-U-B-O-S.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the show. My name is Simon Helper, and I'm the host of Ground Control Checking In. Uh, with me today is Tyler Browder, the co-founder and CEO of Kubos. So welcome to the show. It's yeah. good to have you here. Thank You're the you. first guest. This is the very first episode of this, this series we're going to yeah. do. Do you remember when we first met? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I um, I have a really clear memory of it. One of the first things I did in to start learning about space was I went to a space conference in yeah. Long Beach. Yes. Was it in Long Beach? Yeah, it was the... Uh, the space, expo? the space tech expo that's yeah. now in Pasadena. It was it was free, which was yeah. You could was, you could walk cool. the floor for free, and yeah. I you know we were so they didn't have any money, so um, <laughs> I went because I needed to learn about space. So I was just going to go to the conference. I didn't know anything about any conference, so this one looked good, and it was close and soon. And um, you were we had a mutual friend, and said you should you should meet Simon while you're there because you were going to be the, you were in L.A. I think, and so we sat down at a barbecue restaurant. Yeah, it was, it was brewery or barbecue. It was barbecue. With, it was barbecue. Yeah, with, it was good beer though. I think. Yeah, the yeah. problem was I I was vegan, and I didn't I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want Just, I wanted to impress. It would have been super confusing. I, I would have I wanted to and, impress. You know, sign, here's this guy who's got a worked in space, did all this stuff. Uh, you know, and I'm here. I am. I'm a I'm a nobody, uh, and I don't know anything about science <laughs> or space or software. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm going to eat wherever he wants to eat. Oh, great. He's going to pick the one restaurant that a vegan really can't eat at. I feel um, so bad right and now. And you should. You should feel pretty bad I, about I, this. I, I, I'll get over it, but uh, I didn't. Take a while. It was very, you know, I was starving. <laughs> I had to go later and eat. I, you know, I picked at the food like and, I ate. And if but you I don't know where you are. And I didn't know where I was. So, uh, I didn't uh, know anything about Long Beach or if that's where I was. And so that's where I remember. I don't remember what we talked about because the whole time I was starving and I wouldn't, couldn't eat. And so... Were you was vegan or vegetarian? No, I was vegan. Oh, so even beer was... Yeah, I didn't. I know. You, you were... Uh, this was a challenge. This was a big challenge for me. Um, okay. But anyway, I remember All you. Right. Uh, so this is... The whole audience can hear it. I'm apologizing. You're apologizing. For not asking you if you were vegan before taking you to always a barbecue ask. restaurant. Always, always ask. Always ask, right? If, if you have any dietary restrictions. This is very polite. This is like human being one-on-one yeah, so i okay uh, yes i am I, I just became an adult you, you heard it here here on the podcast today if you ever go out to lunch with me and i don't ask tell tyler that's right uh i'll, I'll, I'll anyway so yeah well, that's where we met we met at the thing and um we you know cubos was young and so we were anyway it was a nice conversation but i remember thinking this guy's an actual rocket scientist, so I, I'm not. I don't have anything to talk to him about. I, I um, remember thinking, "What the heck are these guys doing?" Yeah, because I didn't. It's like software. What? What's that's? That's not as exciting as rockets and hardware. And well, you know, it took me a year uh, of research to actually understand what a satellite was, and so you know, I was. I felt I was very insecure about my lack of knowledge of satellites or the industry. And then you were you were literally the first person I ever met who who actually like worked on satellites like 
that was a, yeah you were it yeah. you were it you you defined a lot of things and then I went to small set in Utah uh, a couple months later yeah, and that yeah. was a whole another thing you were there again yeah. I don't know if you remember this I'm everywhere yeah um you uh in your your group you had like a little like oh, you know what I'm talking about the, the, whatever their names were um we met Kyle oh, from Astro Digital. Astro Digital. Yes. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, you introduced we, me to Kyle. Yeah, Astro Digital. Yeah. And Kyle, he doesn't know this. He didn't know this at the time. I actually went to his office in the in the um in the garage uh, a few months later when I was in uh, California. And that was the first time I ever seen it, like been in a clean room kind of thing. You may let me put the thing on. So, I didn't tell him I didn't. I never been. You, in there. you have a good poker face because because I, I wouldn't have known you didn't know anything about you know satellites or, or as you know, know as much as you're saying. You, yeah. you had to steep learning curve there too. So, I, so you got well, hang on because I want this is interesting because you're you're meeting all these people. Yeah, you you got a new company that's building software, software for yeah. for space. That's right, and you're new to the industry, new to the, new to the, some element of the technology, yeah. but you're meeting people like me and Kyle and yeah, right. everyone yeah. else at the yeah. conferences. So you didn't reveal necessarily what you did or didn't know, that's but right. how, how were, how did you get educated and, or how did the people you met uh, respond to you? Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was really shy or insecure about my background when talking to people at conferences, but, yes. but conferences is really how I kind of learn by going meeting people and just asking a bunch of questions uh, one thing i love about engineers is uh, they love to tell you what they know and so you just <laughs> ask them uh and you just and you and i was really i never tried to lie to anybody i was really honest i i you know i don't know much about whatever it is you do could you could you explain it and it was really great i learned a whole lot mm -hmm. and i made friends right um and got to know people some of my first ones were um yeah, I'm naming names. I don't care. Gerard from um, Innovative Solutions of Space. Yep, great. We 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 hit it off real fast. He was very kind to me, friendly. He introduced me to a bunch of people from there. That's where I met Ben Wall um, the next uh, spring in California, and I just started just talking and forcing people to have conversations with me. And met the Pumpkin guys, um, and just kind of really built my way up through that. But it's all about like just being super friendly and you know not being afraid to tell people you don't know anything and uh everybody in this industry so far has been super kind uh to explain things and, and walk me through it and they didn't really care that i didn't know much about it because i didn't try to pretend like i did i think they would have been really frustrated with me <laughs> if i had pretended like i knew something but um and so that's really where it kind of started or how i kind of got started in everything and and did you this is I'm just pulling back on the music thread for a minute because I, I I really I think that's a very good analogy. It's like trying to compose a song is is very similar to architecting a space mission. I mean, there's a million things that have to happen perfectly. Sure. Did that ever? I'm an analogy guy. I you don't know. If definitely I, are. I, I really uh, am, and maybe it's just in my own head. But but is, did that experience you had in the uh, whatever they call it mission? You know, I don't know what they call it, mission control for music, but right is is basically you're like mission control. Well, is, is that so? You know? I, I here's what how, here's how I connect the two. You know, I always uh, was my dad always taught me to follow my passions. Mm -hmm. That's why he preached to me. I think that's that's not uncommon for for uh, to be taught that or, or heard that at some point in your life. Uh, and so I, I, my thought, my passions was music, and so that's what led me down to being, you know, trying to be a musician and then being 
recording engineer. And but the older I've gotten, the more I realize my passion is not music. I think passions aren't as um, focused as that. I think they're a little broader. Mm. So I think I think passions are. My passion is is creativity, is creating, and that's really where I linked it to. Music is about creating something from nothing, creating emotions or creating. Uh, dynamics and songs and, and you know whatever you want to try you know storytelling and I you know not not to tie it directly to space but space is also about creating right uh, about creating missions but it's also for me it's about creating businesses right from start that's why I really like startups is you start from nothing and then you build something right and that uh, you know a person who doesn't know anything about space can build a business you know, and work with some of the biggest players in the industry, right? I, I think that's 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 what it is to be creating. That's what passionate that's what my passions are is is creation and building something from zero to one, whether that's in the music, uh, or I'm doing that through um business or, or startups. And so that that's really how I, I connect them. That's that's I like that that yeah. explanation. Thank you. I have that. to explain somehow how I went from music to space, and so that's how I do it. That's good. That's good. So, so the you know you're, you're creating a lot when you're building a company, you're you're running it, you're you're creating deals, you're creating solutions for people. What's Cubos creating? Let's start there. Like, or, or and maybe start zoom out. Right. What's what's going on in space right now? I mean, we're you know we make software for. Yeah space but there there's that's oversimplified so yeah there's a lot of things going on obviously space is i think pretty interesting right now you know from a market perspective you had this big push right when cubos got started but by companies who you know were the planets of the spires and you know got lots of investments came up rocket lab was going off at that time to create this wave and and then it kind of lulled a little bit yep. now there's a new wave and we've been fortunate enough to just survive in all this right uh if i'm being really honest and i think the timing is shifting that's what we're what i'm most excited about right now is now you have the market is really starting to be open and accepting of using cloud to run operations to store their data to build these platforms off of um and that's a big shift um, while the rest of the world um, went through the shift already. Yeah. Um, space is now open to it, and 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 some of the market signals obviously is, you know, uh, Microsoft and Amazon really pushing space right now yeah. with the cloud. So obviously we get the benefit from that because we get to leverage their education of the market. But you know, other again, companies are really just opening up to more questions about the cloud and and giving it opportunities to showcase what it can do. Um, and so that's really where I'm seeing things going on right now. And it, for obviously for us, it's really exciting. It's something we've been, been advocating for for a long time. And I think we're right now um, seeing the, the the industry change towards it. So so let's let's talk about that because Cubos you know, has been around since 2015 and the, the company has obviously evolved. Mm. Uh, in some ways, I think what you're saying is that there's, you know, you, you saw this before it was coming and you, you built it out and now, now the industry is coming around. So, you know, how has, from your perspective, the company evolved to either educate the market or to just, you know, realize where the market's at and then meet it there? Yeah, I, I think, 
I think for me that like the leveraging cloud technology, lever- leveraging these um, this infrastructure here is a given. Like it's a foregone conclusion that this is, is going to happen. It's just when is it going to happen? Um, and so, you know, we stepped out there first and said, you know, let's make it happen. Um, and we had to go find the people who were willing to try new technologies mm-hmm. and new ways of doing things uh, and build from there. And that's what we did. We built a foundation of, of uh, a small core group of, of customers to to build upon and have expanded from that. Mm-hmm. So those those early days you mentioned, you know, meeting people at conferences, um, and you know now uh, with the last year we've all been remote more or less. Uh, but interactions, okay. Let's 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 set aside 2020 for a second mm-hmm. here. So you're talking about traveling. You're talking about conferences. Um, where do these interactions take place? I mean, you're you're out selling Major Tom. Um, how you know? How are there? There is a very human element to that, and, and the interaction. Um, this is not something you, you simply click online to buy. Uh, yeah, at yeah, least, right. at least not yet. It's not right, right. Um, so, so what? You know, I guess let's just setting twenty twenty aside. Where sure. where are those? You know, what do those look like? Yeah, I mean, so conferences were were always. You know, I think it's pretty common in the space industry. I mean, it's just you just pack your whole day full of meetings and you do demos the whole time of the product, but you're also discussing what they need and what their requirements are. And so, and then afterwards, after the, the official conferences that happen, then you go and you go to dinner or you go have drinks at night uh, and you just talk and you laugh and you relax. And that's really, you know, I'm, I'm not very technical. Uh, I don't know much about, you know, actually how software works. Right. And I don't pretend to know how spacecraft and radio frequencies and all that work, but I'm, I'm a lot of fun. And so people let me hang around. And I, I think that's, that was, that was something that, you know, I, I acknowledged and accepted and used to, you know, further the company's opportunity. And so I would, I would, um, become friends with these people, get them to, you know, let me do a demo. And I bring an engineer along with me to handle all the technical questions. And I learned something, you know, mm-hmm. um, my, uh, you know, throughout the whole history of Cubos, every engineer who's worked for us, um, has always tolerated my questions, uh, cause in explaining things, they've always been very kind about explaining things to me. And so you, over the years you learn, you know, and then I, you know, now gotten to the point where I don't, um, need, uh, engineering support to answer questions until mm-hmm. we're we're really deep into, you know, the the the, the product. But um, so yeah, that that's really you know the social aspect, the 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 soft skills is really something that comes naturally to me, and so I I leverage so, it. So twenty twenty must have been extra rough since you. I, I know you didn't you didn't get to go anywhere. But yeah, tell yeah. me. Yeah. So all right. So it's twenty twenty one world, or yeah. at least some parts of the world are starting to open back up. Sure. So, and, and customers are changing, the industry's evolving. Sure. What do relationships look like going forward? We've got more customers. We've got a lot to, you know, a lot to tackle around the world. Yeah. How do you, how do you want to, man, I, I wish I had a clear answer for you. <laughs> I don't, I don't. So yeah. the, the first conference in person that I'm aware of is happening in September. And, um, we haven't even talked about it, Simon. I don't know if we're going. I mean, I, I, I got to check with my 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 CFO. But, yeah, that's right. I I, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I don't know how conferences are going to change. I, I, my suspicion is that 
we've been able to adapt mm-hmm. and thrive in a remote world. So the question of conferences, I think we're going to be more, what's the word I'm looking for? Not critical, but we're going to uh, maybe more focused on, on scrutinize it a little bit yeah. more. We're going to ROI it better. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we used to go, I mean, there was a conference every month. It felt like I remember and it was, it was out of control. It was exhausting. And so I think that's going to be a big thing is that we're going to do less. Mm -hmm. We are going to do conferences. I I feel pretty confident in that, but we're going to do less. Uh, I would like to do, you know, I want to spend more time with customers at their site. So that's a big thing that we've really focused on last Mm -hmm. year is customers. It's not just the product and making a cool thing, but making something for people to use that they want and talking to customers and spending time with the customers. Uh, and, and so, I'll, you know, 2020, I've done that as, in 2021 so far, I've done that as best I can remotely, mm-hmm. but there's an element of like, let me take you out to dinner. Let's just, you know, get to know each other that, you know, I think I'm really good at, but I, uh, <laughs> take it away from me this year. And so I've yes. had to learn to adapt and like improve my sales process and really become much more, f- not formal, but prepared in that sense and not rely on, on, on my intuition as much, but, but definitely have more sales materials and that type of things and engaging. And so anyway, as, as we come out of this pandemic, I am looking forward to engaging more with customers at their site, learning about what they do, understand their culture better Mm-hmm. Going to their facility, obviously, you know, we're unique in the industry that we're a remote first company. Since it is such a hardware focused company, you have to go into the office and build the thing, right? Uh, and, and we don't have to be in an office. And so um, there's always offices to go to. And that's, that's exciting, I think, to to engage with people there. And so we'll see how it goes. I, I don't have a clear answer yet. I, I do know conferences will be happening um, we, we, we'll, we'll come up with a strategy, whether or not, uh, when to go, why to go, yeah. how many people go, you know, small set, we used to take everybody in the company to, it, it to was small fun. Set. It was I, a blast. It was also expensive and not very productive. I software think everybody engineers came are, back sick too. Yeah. Well, no, software engineers this. are not productive at a conference. <laughs> they just can't software engineer. Uh, is that a thing? No develop. That's what the word they like. Um, no, I'm just kidding. So, um, uh, so we're, we're retuning how we do our, for lack of a better word, our conference policy, you know, how, you know, engaging with people, who's going to go, why are you going to go justifying going to this one over a different one and being more cautious about our spend on these things. That's what I think. Do you, do you feel like the relationships that you have created solely remotely, which is both some of our exist current customers, as well as even some of our employees, um, yeah. have, do you feel like those are, are when you meet in person for the first time, whenever that day comes, it'll be like your old friends or what, what, what's that going to look like yeah. moving forward? Man, this could be really weird. It is because everybody's a different height. I don't, yeah, I don't, right? I, don't. I, I, uh, I actually, so, so there's a couple, uh, uh, there's, there's several engineers at Cubos right now. I've never met in person. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be on the show, uh, uh, this season, this season, this season. So like probably, but maybe next episode, maybe later this season. But they will be on here, so you'll all get to meet them. Well, when when uh, we meet in person for the first time, whenever that is, uh, if you're listening and you work at Cubos, I'm gonna hug you. Just just 
open up if you don't want to that's fine tell me first because that's going to be does that go for customers too or just no, no i won't hug customers okay. right off the bat some customers but you I will, will ask them if they're vegan or not. Uh, well if we go to eat food we will because that's yeah. what a normal human okay. being does yeah. it's a polite reasonable thing so i there are some customers i'm going to hug for sure yeah okay there's, so there's a couple of them so you got yeah so you're going to hug gonna hug our, our teammates when you see them if they want to be hugged i'm if not gonna it, it's uh, being uh, again human being decent human being i'm gonna ask yeah, can i sure. hug you but uh, you've you've given them a little i did foreshadowing, little, yeah so right then now guys, yeah, that, so just let me know if you don't want to be hugged no big no harm no foul here okay uh, the, tell us a little more about the 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 team some of the other folks that like the the, the folks who you know aren't uh, you end up at a conference and they're not going to get to do what one of the things that they're best at <laughs> although uh, they will get to do other amazing so things. we're we have a a really strong team. They they're pretty phenomenal at this point. Um, uh, do we want to? I don't know if I want to mention my name. I'm oh, nice. oh, sorry, um, that's a question. The the, the team. Um, like just just to, uh, give us give us some. Tell us about. You know, we've got a couple new folks on the team. Uh, they have been featured in our uh, newsletter. Yeah. And they come from you know some pretty interesting backgrounds. So uh, you know, let's let's the audience will get to meet them but just as far as like you know what is what is the team what's what is you know we have a a bit of a culture forming we've got some very new folks we've got a lot of new material as a company new products evolving Um, but let's maybe shift this into the the culture and like what is the team like how do we interact what does that look like internally one of the things i really enjoy is when we hire a new engineer or just anybody, but right now we're hiring an engineer. So it's on my mind. When we hire an engineer is uh, bringing somebody who is not in the space industry mm-hmm. into Cupos. And I, I, cause that's what I got to do, not be in the space industry. And now I'm in the space industry and, and giving that opportunity to somebody else. Um, so we, we hire, you know, people who work in full stack engineers who work, um, you know, in, in other internet companies, uh, software companies, mm-hmm. And again, if you if you can do those, then you can you can work for Cubos. Um, so some of our people do have aerospace experience. They come from much more heavy aerospace background with coding um, through the software engineering. Other people no no experience prior in the space industry, mm-hmm. but just tons and tons of years and experiences in um, software development. And so I just think that's just a lot of fun. That's really created a culture of like learning and so like it's been a big theme of mine being mm-hmm. being able to learn and do things you don't know how to yeah. do and when we bring in people from outside of aerospace into the company uh, no matter how good they are at software development they have to learn space and it kind of equals those all out and it's a lot of fun and, and everybody learns something new so that that's been a big part of our culture and a big part of our culture also is, is really tying back to the customer, right? That's something that we really talk about and push. The culture, the culture is evolving a lot. Yeah. And by bringing in folks, not just with the space background, but with the software background, we're really, you know, crossing that, that bridge between the, the software, you know, the software world here on earth, where software is, you know, eating the world to, to, space where software is starting to eat space i, I think yeah I, i'd argue no, it hasn't fully eaten it but it's it's gonna it's gonna come fast like it does for every, almost sure. every other industry so uh, let's okay just for just for fun you know day in the life of tyler 
I know, I know no day is the same, yeah. but what, what's your, what's a day for you like? So I talk a lot. Um, that's usually how it's over. We, <laughs> my poor family, uh, you know, we, we work, I work at home and my voice carries, um, uh, I project really well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I talk all the time on zoom calls and my entire family, we home, you know, here in Oregon schools were shut down. So kids were at home and, uh, I have a nine-year-old and a three-year-old at home, mm-hmm. uh, and my wife, Ashley, and they know everything going on in the company. Uh, there is no secrets that, you know, a lot of people keep their, you know, are able to have work at the office and then the, the family maybe doesn't know all the nuances that's going, no, no, my family knows everything that's happening in the company. They know all your names. They don't know what you look like because they didn't see this screen. They know what you look like, but, uh, and so that's created a really weird thing. Anyway. That's Do you think they, they 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 can they they actually like tune it out like it becomes background noise? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Going I'm just so I'm just this, this yelling guy back there, yeah. right? My, 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 okay. My wife has to like text me during. But you something. don't you don't sound like you're yelling when I'm talking to you. Like it, when we have calls with you and me or with customers or other people in the company. You know, it doesn't seem like yelling. Ashley says I yell. I don't yell. I talk well, loud. Ye- now you're yelling. No, I'm not yelling right now. I am I am you're, expressing emotionally. I'm a, I'm a dynamic emotional person. Okay. okay. And um, unfortunately, my daughter, my three-year-old, uh, her bedroom is directly above my office. <laughs> and so she naps in the afternoon, and that's quiet time. So if you so, want to talk to me and you want to make sure I'm not going to uh, yell, that one to three in the afternoon uh, is the best time to grab a meeting. Okay, so um, the day in the life is mostly yelling. I'm not yelling, and, uh, talking sorry, mildly. Mostly talking. I, uh, I, I do talk a lot. Yeah. Uh, no, so I, I, I wake up early because my I little kids, Yeah, I... Um, I work. I start early, and I and um, usually taking calls with Europe because uh, we're on the West Coast now. Mm-hmm. So starting early in the day, uh, talking with customers or partners over there. I, I've had to start like blocking out times to not take meetings. So we we put the out calendar up there, so anybody can book anybody on the internet can book a meeting with me, mm-hmm. uh, and they do uh, really odd times, and uh, <laughs> they they don't give me a lot of notice, and that's great, and I love it. And then in the afternoon, I'm talking more to, to Australia. And the middle of the day is really with the team. And so I've been blocking out times to like actually work and focus. But uh, I do a lot of product demos. That's really a focus of what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you know, talking to the team, uh, make sure we're doing a product focus, you know, product roadmap, make sure that we're staying close to customers, uh, contracts and proposals, writings. But yeah, uh, kind of the, you know, really the, my main roles outside of, you know, that I that sorry the areas of focus is business development so prospecting new customers uh, selling new customers writing proposals let's 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 talk about the customers for a little bit um, when you're you know on your your phone calls you, you're getting I mean I've seen a lot of them come through in terms of requesting demos or, or customer support uh, but but tell the tell the audience a little bit about you know maybe just generically who who customers or potential customers are, what they look like, however you might yeah. define that. Yeah, so we there's lots of different ways to chop up customers into categories, but for for us, we are satellite size agnostic and mm-hmm. payload agnostic. So to break that down, we have customers who, you know, satellites are the size of uh, PicoSats, which mm-hmm. are little bitty. Uh, and then we have much, much larger satellites as well. And, uh, you know, application wise or, or the payload wise, we're, we're, we're agnostic too. So we're, we do scientific missions, we do military missions, uh, IOT imagery, 
communications. We do do all the things in between. Um, so we, you know, it's really interesting the people who come through your door and ask mm-hmm. you questions about their mission and about whether or not we can support that. But lately, really, our, our bread and butter right now is uh, constellations um, companies who are commercially focused, um, who are starting to deploy their constellation, are looking to scale. Uh, and not have to manage that infrastructure. Uh, so that's really a, a spot that we found ourselves in. Uh, and the other one is is moving legacy or existing um, uh, satellite operations from a expensive on-premise mm-hmm. solution to a cloud solution to help lower their costs, right? So we get rid of a lot of their uh, hardware and their infrastructure, their data center and all that stuff and move it to the cloud. And that's, that's a really interesting an exciting new segment that's really opening up for us. Um, but those are really our really our sweet spots. Again, we have about 50-50 uh, domestic and 50-50 uh, international clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a, it kind of have a good mixture of commercial, government, all the above. We're all over the place. <laughs> so, so with such a diverse market, uh, where where are we headed? Where's the company headed? What's what's what does the future look like for Major Tom? Yeah, we we are so one of our biggest value adds is that we pre-integrate with ground station networks out of the box, right? So um, if you're going to get your data down, it's going to have a ground station network. You're going to rent time on a per pass per minute basis, and we we go ahead and, and eliminate all that. Um, that cost and that development time for our customers by pre-integrating and allowing you to use a common interface to schedule on these multi, multiple different ground station networks. And so what, what I'm most excited about is expanding that, those integrations to, to new applications and services that, that customers use for operations. So, uh, common ones, um, uh, orbital debris, right? There's services out there that will track it. I want to go and integrate that into Major Tom. You're still paying for the service, but you have a unified platform. Um, we can move that into orbital debris. Sorry, not orbital debris. Uh, flight dynamics, um, weather, solar weather. Uh, integrate these outside services or applications into Major Tom. Not that we own those things. You still, we so we're partnering with these vendors mm-hmm. and creating more value for our customers uh, and making a more aggregated and connected mission control platform, right? Uh, so that's where we're going. And the next thing is really also diving deep into constellation management, mm-hmm. right? How do we support our customers that are deploying, you know, the early parts of their constellation, but how do they, how do we support them when they're up to 150 satellites? What tools really, as, uh, as one of our engineers likes to say, um, you know, at that point, 150 satellites, they move from pets to cattle, right? And how do you, how do you <laughs> yeah. manage these satellites on orbit and how do you treat them and how are, what, what problems are you looking for at that point? What mm-hmm. do you care about? Uh, and building that tool set into Major Tom. Cool. So then with that, that future in mind, what, you know, what, who's your, who's your ideal customer? Maybe not, you don't have to give a name, but, but tell us what, what is that company or that, that organization look like and what are they doing and when when should they talk to us yeah i mean that's a really great question i'm an equal opportunist when it comes to customers i love them all uh, you know it's uh, that's size, true. you really do size, shape uh age i love it all uh no i you know i think i think a 
customers engage with us nine to 12 months before their first launch mm-hmm. uh, or whenever they have a satellite. Anytime after that, uh, after launch is fine too. Um, so we can move customers over uh, after they've been in operations for a year over to major, um, um, we can do that safely uh, and um, carefully. But, um, you know, for new missions, spending up nine to 12 months, really our sweet spot to start integrating, give customers enough time to do all the setup they need to do, integrating their spacecraft they need to do, um, and then do all the testing before launch, right? Make sure everything's buttoned up. But, you know, we love, right? Again, right now we're really focused on those newer um, constellations getting spun up and these these legacy customers. Uh, but there's a whole middle section of, of, of people who are still deploying, but who mm. already have constellations or are already up and going, you know, uh, you know, I don't think I have the tooling to beat whatever they have right now. I'll just be honest, but I will. And that's really exciting to me is to engage with those customers to figure out what what their needs are and what their problem sets, um, this, this middle tier customer. And that's really exciting to me. And that's kind of really uh, a gap that we're really starting to focus on. So it's starting to get pretty exciting uh, here if you're following along. The we're talking about the where the company's headed, and then I, I think you know, and as we're closing out the the show here, um, let's let's step back from just the company, and and I think I saw a headline the other day. Okay, so the Wall Street Journal, as you know, my paper of choice. Um, Wall Street Journal says uh, says this was when was this? Okay, May twenty second, twenty twenty one, and the the title of the article is Apple and the End of the Car as We Know It, and within that article they say. Software is eating the world and cars are next on the menu. So, you know, maybe as far as we might be concerned or space isn't, isn't too far behind. Um, but what, you know, from your perspective, what does, you know, what does software eating space mean? What does that look like? How does the world look in five or 10 or 20 years? So here's what I believe and, and people don't agree with me and that's fine. Well, you don't know that. Well, I mean, do do you know that they don't? Yeah, agree sure. With okay, sure. Uh, but then that's okay. Uh, I, I, space, since it began, sorry, the space industry, <laughs> since it's not space and Earth cooled, not that space, has been harbor focus. Right, that's where the technology advances has been made. Uh, that's where the economic advances have been made in space. You need new data. You put on a new hardware sensor and get that new data down. I think there's a reason why space got expensive and slowed, right? The risk tolerance profile changed uh, and they weren't pushing it anymore. Uh, and that's changed over the last 10 years, obviously. The next big evolution is going for for space from a technology standpoint, it's gotta be software. Once you deploy a satellite in space, you're stuck with it. You're stuck with that hardware sensor, you're stuck with that profile, you're, you're stuck with it and you have to buy a whole new one if you want something different. Mm-hmm. Except you're not stuffed with the software. There are ways we can change the software on spacecraft to make them safe, um, to safely change the characteristics or the um, the algorithms that have been done on it, the behavior of the spacecraft. That's where the next evolution in software is going to come from, uh, to be able to manage hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of spacecraft. You can't do that manually. You have to use mm-hmm. software, right? And so everything will become a software solution and problem. And so 
you know, so, so I mean, honestly, satellites would just become servers in space. This is an idea that's been around for a while. They're just servers. Uh, I, you know, ultimately, I want to blend away the the differences between space and ground. That it's all just nodes. It's all just information. It doesn't matter if it's in space or it's on the ground. And only software can really change that behavior. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're starting to see that right now. Obviously, we believe that, and we're part of that that change and that acceleration of of software and, and space technologies. Um, but it's, it's helping everywhere. I mean, you know, arguably the biggest player, the biggest companies in space, maybe not the biggest space players, but the biggest companies who are doing something in space are software companies, right? Yeah. That's we've seen Amazon that and Microsoft <laughs> and Google are in space. Yes. They are software companies and they're bigger than Lockheed and <laughs> they're bigger than, than, uh, Boeing and, L three, they're 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 massive. Uh, now they're not, their revenue is not as big in space as Lockheed is, but they also have only been in a few years. Unlike Lockheed's been in it for a long time, so then they didn't do that by accident. They didn't stumble in the space because they wanted to be a hardware company, right? Uh, they want to mm-hmm. be a software company. So so anyway, uh, this is where it's happening. I believe Cubos is well positioned to be. Uh, not just a part of that, but to lead that, to push the envelope here. Um, and it's a pretty exciting time to be in software and space. That's awesome. So before we, we get to the, the, the lightning round, Oh, you know, one lightning round. Yeah, I didn't, that I didn't. wasn't in the notes. No, no. Oh, hey, whoa. Oh yeah. Whoa. But I do, I, I wanted to, you know, so, you know, it's, your career has spanned a really cool arc. I think the the arc of Cubos is still that that story is still very much being written. Sure. So, you know what? Uh, now, now that you know what you know, what what advice would you have for your you know your twenty year old self, uh, the the guy you know engineering uh, <laughs> music there? How, how would you? you know, what advice do you have? And and uh, you know what would you tell yourself if you could? I probably would have told myself. I should have learned to code. Um, not not that I want to do it today. Not yeah. that I wanted to make a career in it. But I I, I believe everybody should learn to code mm-hmm. uh, at this point. I've been convinced of that. I didn't always believe it, but had I, I wish I had told myself learn to code. Uh, even if that's not what you're going to do for your career, it's it's the same as you know learning to type on a keyboard because you're going to have to learn to type on a keyboard at some point. Yeah. You're going to learn to code. I teach teaching my nine-year-old how to code so we're learning together you're teaching her to code yeah well we're te- the computer's teaching uh, us how to code okay. together right. <laughs> uh because it's just like it's just a a a skill that we all are going to need in the future mm-hmm. um as part of the list of things that should be required in in you know public school right now so that's what i would have told myself i think yeah. just learn learn to just, code so and there, there are you know there are a number of of folks that don't have that you know coding experience but that are certainly in the in the business and in, in our you know that we we work with so it's it's something you'd you'd recommend if anyone has an opportunity as, a, as maybe a younger individual yeah. and and even uh, you know continuing education yeah well. it, it doesn't matter what you want to do in life learn to code learn to build mm-hmm. a website yeah i mean my daughter wants to be a baker um she's also going to learn how to build the website for the baker yep. um and then I'm also, because I'm me, I'm going to make her read 99 books and I'm going to make her uh, learn how to read financial <laughs> good, statements. Good. Carry the family uh, tradition that's through. That's right. Yes. Carry it on. And so University Dad 2.0 or yeah. whatever. And uh, it'll be great. She's looking forward to it. Not at all. <laughs> okay. Well, 
So first we can we can thank you very much for Thanks, joining yeah. us today. This has been fantastic. This has been Tyler Browder, co-founder and CEO of Cubos. We have some exciting guests, including Michael Ricks Ahern and Glenn Ivey, uh, two of our uh, lead software developers that will be joining us on our next episode. Yeah, they're uh, great. You're gonna love it. It's gonna be fun. fun. So we'll dive into a little bit more about uh, you know how how Major Tom works and some of the you know we'll peel back some of the curtain there uh, for those those guys who really uh, or those folks rather who really. Uh, want to understand some of the details behind the code and, and really um, what it means for uh, our customers and, and how we've we've gone about that. As we're coming to an end, I have a little uh, a lightning round yep. of, of questions for you. And I, I haven't decided yet whether these will be the same every week. So if you're going to be on the show, please, you know, maybe take notes, uh, but beware <laughs> that I reserve the right to flip all of these around on you. Coming from the context of Major Tom, Oh. You know, being you know we're we're a we're a, a remote first company. So Major Tom is the is the is the ultimate in like remote control. What is the first remote control thing you ever owned oh, or remember using? Geez, I don't remote control. Does a video game like controller count? If it was TV cloud, remote based, TV remote, TV there remote. We go. There I'm we gonna go. go with TV okay. remote. remote control. There it is. TV remote. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Pandemic question: Google oh. Meet or Zoom? Oh, Zoom. Okay. Would you rather Uh-oh. pilot an autonomous plane or fly a drone remotely? Can you pilot an autonomous plane? Well, okay. That's a <laughs> cut. <laughs> Don't cut that. All right. Would you rather pilot a self? Would you rather be a guy sitting behind the stick of a plane that actually just flies itself? Sure. Or would you rather actually operate the stick of a drone that's being flown remotely? Oh yeah, no. I like to be the second. Uh, operate the drone. You want to operate the drone. Okay, that we'll sounds go. a lot safer <laughs> than having you sit. Well, it had to be a plane. Now, car, I would, I would probably put, no. But the the plane, plane. The, the stakes are really high there. So you okay? So you would okay? Got it. Uh, Rocket Man or Major Tom? God. Or Space Oddity? Am I allowed to? Like, well, would you give rather? A okay. Answer? Well, how about this? Would you rather be Rocket Man from the song Rocket Man, or would you rather be Major Tom from the song Space Oddity? Doesn't Major Tom die in the song? But Rocket Man has he's a little but does apprehensive. It, no, no, but doesn't Major Tom die? Is that the, what you just asked? What I no, I don't want to die. Okay, I don't. I don't want to die. You're, you're, there's no right answer here. No, there you're, is a right answer. You don't want to die. Well, moving on. <laughs> okay, on the other. Okay, your favorite number in the countdown sequence. I don't. You know how to. Where do you get to that. if you're listening to like ten, nine, or thirty, twenty nine, 20, whatever it is? You're watching a rocket launch. What number do you get all tingly and excited at? One. Okay. Favorite space song? Space Oddity. That was nah. no, not not acceptable. I, I don't know. I don't have a favorite space song. I okay, that's uh, favorite space movie. Space Jam. Nice. There you go. That's, that's good. <laughs> no, no. Actually, that's, I'll tell you what it is. It's it's a uh, it's not a movie. It's a TV show. It's uh, for all mankind. I just finished that. That is. Phenomenal. Okay. Have you watched that yet? I've, no. Why haven't you watched it yet? I didn't. Uh, so you're not a decent human being because you don't ask people their. Uh, got it. okay. Yes. Yeah. That's that's. that's <laughs> you heard it here. No. What? What? Watch. What's great for great. all mankind? Yeah. For is all. Is it mankind. on TV? Because I don't have. It's don't, on uh, Apple Plus. That's. Uh, I, just do it. All right. Just uh, for all mankind. Trust me. You'll be so like. I'm gonna yeah. block out time on my calendar. So if you see a, a for all mankind there's, on there's, my company calendar, you just, can do it in the evenings. 
Do it on the weekends? Uh, do it in the mornings? It seems like it's work required now. Is no. it? Mm. I disagree. Well, it's a space show, so it's probably... You know what? Do they use mission controls? They yeah. do. Okay. So, we so can... why don't you actually just, just take a day, knock it out, you'll okay. be happy. All, okay. right. All right. For all mankind. Got it. Uh, <laughs> would, would you rather be stuck in a spaceship with Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos? Jeff. I'll go with Jeff. Okay. Jeff, sounds good. Um, do you know how to code, which you've already No, answered. I do not know how to code. That's fine. Um, what's the most like absurd software-enabled you know, thing as a service here on Earth? Well, they're all meaningful. They all have sort of a purpose. They're not absurd. Okay. What's the next software-enabled thing as a service here on Earth? Um, what's going to get digitized next? Or oh, man, I have no idea. I just, I just try to keep up with space. I can't keep up with the software world. Yeah, it's just moving. It's just moving way too fast. Space it, is the right pace. <laughs> uh, yeah, they. We, we. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then, last question. Okay. If you could remotely control a satellite from anywhere on earth with a person of historical significance, who would it be and where would you be? Who would it be and where would I be? In other words, where would your mission, where would you guys be running Major Tom, or you you two be running Major Tom from and who would the person be? Well, I I don't know if I care where I am. I think, I think, uh, I mean, right here, I mean, uh, Portland, Oregon, I think that's that's where I'd be. Uh, No, but... I don't know why I, I don't really have a like a super like thing about this person, but I, it just popped in my head. He would be really funny, uh, Bart Twain. I think it would be really funny uh-huh. to operate a satellite with him. I don't know why. No, that, that would be. I, I don't know much. I honestly, I'm not, I don't know a lot about Mark Twain, but he just seems like somebody fun to do that with. Thank you very yeah. much. All right, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you. No, you did good. <laughs> <laughs>